Michael, Dave, what's happening? My friend. Oh, you know, spreading holiday cheer wherever I go. (laughs) You know, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not, because I feel like you are the person to spread holiday cheer. But this year, all bets are off. Well, thank you. Were you being sincere or are you being sarcastic? Well, I I certainly would be sincere if I were going anywhere that I could spend holiday, spread holiday Ah. cheer, but I am staying here at home. I see. So I'm spreading holiday cheer, I guess, uh, from room to room. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds fine. From room to room, to your car, to the grocery store. That's right. Uh, Yeah, to the Amazon driver that's dropping off all of your every day so needs. much yeah so many packages i feel <sighs> so bad i have to t- i have to tip uh my mailman mail carrier um this this holiday season for sure because the amount of packages is embarrassing yeah same here um you know i like to i, I like to try and think of ways to support local shops but this year it's even harder because uh, yeah. I'm not going anywhere really. So especially right now when we record this, uh, Ohio where we both live is uh, literally burning down uh, <laughs> with coronavirus. <laughs> so really, the less less contact with any other human beings, uh, the better. Yeah. But you know, it's Christmas time or the holidays, depending on you know if you celebrate anything or if you mm-hmm. don't, that's fine. Um, we very much err on the, uh, I would say, the secular side of Christmas uh, <laughs> here. Um, and uh, by the time we're recording this, our thrilling Beauty and the Beast Bell's Enchanted Christmas episode has dropped and uh, changed the world in ways we can only <laughs> guess at. Uh, Change the world. What have you been up to uh, since then? What are you? What are you doing? Yeah. Well. Aside from spreading the holiday cheer. Basically, what I'm um, asking is, what are you watching? Because that's pretty <laughs> much all there is. Right. Because I am burning holes in my pockets, too. Um, because be, that because of all of the online shopping, um, I feel like it's just so easier to just, like, add things to your cart. And oh, so yeah. it's just, uh, yeah, burning holes in the pockets. I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm not happy about that. Uh, but I am... Uh, pretty, you know, pretty happy with some of the viewing uh, that I've been doing on on not just Disney Plus, but um, just in general. I've I've gotten into some some old shows, um, not Disney related. So I, so I'm sorry to say, but um, The Crown. I mean, okay, haven't watched yeah. that, but I've heard I've heard about it. Yeah, it's it's uh it's an interesting one. I'll tell you that much, and. Um, I am really excited about uh, some of the um, some of the upcoming uh, movies that they're going to be putting on HBO. So that's pretty cool because it's yeah, that's kind of a HBO major had, announcement. Yeah, I mean, you know, they they it, it, you know because people can't go to movie theaters, they're just you know pouring dumping movies into there, and uh, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, we haven't really. I'm waiting to see if they announce any more stuff that'll go you know, direct to Disney plus right now. The only one they've really done is Mulan. They did like a, uh, yeah, you could buy it, uh, for about a month or something like that, or maybe it was two months. And then it went to Disney plus, 
Um, or maybe it hasn't gone. I don't know if it's actually appeared, but it's you know imminent if it hasn't shown up yet. Um, and yeah, so so HBO and those were what Universal movies, right? They mm-hmm. decided they were all going to uh, show up on HBO Max the same day they go to the theater. And you know, Disney's got a ton of movies that are that were supposed to come out this summer that didn't, like Black Widow and jeez, uh, a whole bunch of other stuff that all got postponed. So no other major announcements, but I'm wondering, yeah, wondering if it's coming. Um, so right, well, I... my favorite holiday, one of my favorite holiday movies, is on Disney Plus, and that is Home Alone. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get much better. We were thinking, so we let my we let my son stay up late. By late, I mean till you know nine, uh, and showed him Elf this week, and then I I thought we could probably show him Home Alone, and then we realized he does not need any more reasons yet to terrorize us and us uh, and set booby traps <laughs> in the house. So maybe two more years for that uh, before yeah. that happens. But uh, I, my wife and I, sometimes we like to, uh, I always want to go through, I, I, I'm always obsessed with like directors. I like to watch director filmographies, you know, and mm-hmm. I can't really get my wife interested in that, but I can get her interested in watching, um, actors and actresses filmographies <laughs> and yeah so we recently um plowed through a whole bunch of kevin costner movies and so we decided that right now uh we are having hanks giving and so we are watching oh. uh as many tom hanks movies in a row starting with his <laughs> earliest stuff now his first movie was like some early 80s uh slash movie which we did not try and hunt down but um Last night we watched Splash, which is on HBO Plus or HBO Plus, which is on Disney Plus. Um, and uh, pretty soon we will be watching Big, which is also on Disney Plus. I'm not sure how many Hanks movies are on there, but qu- quite a few. Because um, would you? Those were all the Century Fox movies that have now yeah. been ported over once they acquired them. Would you count all of the Toy Story one through four as a Tom Hanks? Oh, movie? For, for sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Um, and, you know, he's just got, I mean, talk about a filmography, man. I mean, he's got a few clunkers in there, but just bonkers. So we are we are plowing through Hank's giving right now. And then in between that, I'm, I'm still trying to get through Star Wars Rebels, which I'm obsessed with. Um, and uh, yeah, just I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to trying to slowly whittle away at my disney plus playlist which is never gonna Mm -hmm. actually happen but i'm doing my best so (laughs) yeah i you know we decided we want to try and churn out as many holiday episodes as possible because that's what we spiritually need right now (laughs) psychically (laughs) we need some cheer we need upbeat vibes and uh i'm so excited for this show today because it's our second guest ever and man this so I went to high school with this person. Her name's Karen, Karen Schreiner. And uh, she was a few years ahead of me, maybe two or three, two or three years ahead of me. And she was like the star of all of the musicals and plays and just, you know, total drama kid. And me being much younger, you know, I don't know that we talked a lot, but she was one of the few seniors who was actually nice to me. So that always stuck out (laughs) in my head because, you know, most seniors can't be bothered with a lowly freshman or a sophomore and she was always very nice and (laughs) as we as as we you know got older and social media became a thing i've always followed her and 
have known for a long time that she's worked for the Walt Disney Company. And, I, you know, I've kept tabs on her career because obviously I'm a Disney obsessive. So anybody I know tangentially who is out there doing the stuff, I'm always, you know, really interested in. And so I, I reached out to her and, you know, told her we have this goofy podcast and I would love to just ask her questions. And we kept this conversation very holiday centric uh, because, well, you'll hear, I, I do a whole introduction of her uh, when the interview starts. Um, but she's sung for Voices of Liberty for a long time in Epcot and also has been a, a mainstay in their candlelight processional uh, holiday wow. program for years. And so, it, man, yeah, I think you can hear my awesome. voice. Like, you know, I've known her for a long time, but like, talking about disney stuff I, you can you'll hear it i'm just like you can tell i'm like nervous <laughs> like i'm like super <laughs> pumped to ask her all sorts of insider questions and like i said we kept it very holiday performance uh centric and I, i'm telling you there are like seven other topics i didn't even get a chance to get to we're gonna have her on again to talk about her career on the disney cruise ships which she's been on for like 10 years off and on. Um, I want to know all about how she like got to even working there in the first place, which we didn't really touch. Right. On. So well, her talent, I'm sure you got to be real talented to, to make it there because I'm sure lots of people try. But she's, she is fantastically talented and I'm sure there's probably videos of her on YouTube with uh, performing at Disney. I've, I actually saw her on one of my trips. We went to see voices Liberty when she was singing. And I mean, so cool. it's just, it's, it's awesome. So, uh, so I get to talk to her and you were not available for the interview. So I apologize, but uh, I was really excited. So we were supposed to interview her uh, on like a Tuesday night and you were going to be involved and she had to postpone because um, the holiday program that they are, putting together very quickly because that she was called back to work after the furlough uh wasn't gonna make recording that night possible and i i think she felt bad but i texted you and i was like the disney company actually impacted our podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness well i am sorry to have missed it but i will uh be real excited to listen in and and i'm glad you're able to snag an interview this is going to be really cool well you know we are sponsored by the anchor podcast app. And I got to tell you, um, we don't get paid uh, much (laughs) to talk about anchor. depends on how many people listen, but you know, it makes having guests really easy. And so I think uh, I've got a few things in the hopper for the new year. Um, got, I've reached out to a few people and uh, I think we'll have some really interesting conversations, um, starting in the new year. Won't be just you and me talking about movies forever and ever. We'll actually be able to talk to some people who have either worked for Disney or have had uh, other involvement with the Disney uh, company or other Disney podcasts and things like that. So I think that we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up in the new year. But uh, nice for tonight or today or this morning or wherever, you're, whenever you're listening to it, I hope you enjoy the interview. Michael, you haven't heard it yet. I hope you enjoy it. And um, yeah, so coming up is my discussion with Karen Schreiner. And uh, Michael, I uh, I guess I'll talk to you soon. All right. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. I am joined today. I'm so excited uh, by 
the star of all of my high school musicals and plays. Uh, but also on top of that, but they weren't mine. I was just in them. Uh, Karen Schreiner, who has been a performer with the Walt Disney Company for 16 years. She's traveled to 44 countries while performing on cruise ships. She's currently part of the world-renowned acapella group Voices of Liberty at Epcot's. I almost said Epcot Center. It's just Epcot. I realized that. Um, the last 10 years. And she also performs at the whoop to do Review, which is the longest-running show at Disney World. She's also had the honor of teaching Disney orientation to thousands of new cast members from around the world. And as we're going to hear today, uh, has often been involved in their holiday proceedings. So, Karen, hello, and thank you for being on our ridiculous show. We appreciate it. <laughs> You're so welcome. Glad to be here. So, I, as I was telling you before we we started recording, like I I have a, I have so many questions because you're the first guest we've had on who actually like works currently for the Disney Company, and <clears throat> I was so excited because we've had to reschedule this interview a few times and i we were supposed to do this like last week and i was excited to text michael my co-host and say like hey we had to reschedule because uh karen's rehearsal schedule changed so we can officially say that the disney company actually impacted our shows (laughs) definitely it did the first time that's happened so (laughs) that's great you're moving up yeah slowly um so first off uh do you remember my star turn in uh, I believe it was Guys and Dolls when I was newspaper, man with newspaper, I think is my, was my title. <laughs> you know, I, if I'm right, that was actually the year after I graduated. I remember it was your star turn as I think like sailor number one and anything goes that really kind of. It was, it was yeah. sailor number two, but I appreciate oh, sorry. you. Sailor number two. <laughs> um, for some reason, uh, my, my vaunted appearances in those musicals is a recurring theme on this podcast. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I like to I like to bring them up whenever I can. So I know that you unfortunately were affected by obviously like Disney is not the only company would be affected by the global pandemic and it's affected a ton of people. So I was really excited to see that you recently got called back to work, right? Yes, I did. And so what are you currently working on there? Well, Voices of Liberty, um, so we have been, well, not we, not me personally, but the group has been uh, at Epcot since opening day. Uh, We're one of only one other music uh, groups that's been there the entire time. It's us and the Mariachi Cobre. And so it's probably fitting that the Mariachis and Voices of Liberty were called back uh, sort of ahead of all the other entertainment to bring holidays to Epcot. Um, Epcot has a very long tradition um, called the Festival of the Holidays, International Festival of the Holidays, and um, where they have all the different countries world showcase representing their holidays in their own way. So you have uh, storytellers throughout each country telling that country's version of holidays, basically. Um, And we can't do that this year. We can't have all 13 countries represented. So uh, Voices of Liberty and Mariachi Cobre uh, are doing completely new shows, um, music we've done before, but in a way we've never done it before. And so it's a really, really big honor uh, to be some of the few entertainers called back to do this music that we love at this time of year where, if you know, there's just nothing like like uh, Disney at the holidays. Yeah, I I haven't been there over like an official holiday, but we have, we usually like to go in that area between Halloween and Thanksgiving, because that's around the time when the 
when the decorations go up. So it's so cool. It's, it's such a, it's such a fun thing to see. And I'm hoping that it, it helps things feel a little more normal around there. Maybe, I mean, whatever can get us closer, you know, closer to, to before the glitch or whatever (laughs) we're going to end up calling this. Well, normally this time of year, uh, Voices of Liberty would be doing our candlelight processional. Um, And if you've never experienced it, candlelight processional is in my 20 plus years of professional performing, my absolute favorite thing I have ever done. Tell us a little bit about, I, I know I've, I've seen pictures of it on Facebook and I also know that you uh, have been, I think you've done it with a few celebrities here and there, right? Yes. So the Candlelight Processional was actually started at Disneyland uh, by Walt himself. He wanted to have a Christmas music celebration and Two years ago, we actually celebrated the uh, diamond anniversary of uh, Candlelight Processional. So what it is, is it is um, a 50-piece orchestra. And when I say orchestra, I mean the 50 best musicians in Florida come and do this. Um, Then we have uh, choirs from around the country, church choirs, high school choirs who audition. uh, And they come down and they each get to do maybe one or two shows. Uh, there's also a volunteer cast choir. So Disney cast members who are volunteering their own time, thousands of them audition uh, for it. And then Voices of Liberty gets to be kind of featured in a few, uh, in a few of the numbers. And as you are correct, we do have celebrity narrators. Um, uh, so over the years, I've probably worked with, I mean, I'd say probably 50, 60 uh, celebrity narrators. And each of the celebrities usually does maybe two or three nights. So we have a nice lineup of some of those folks. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> so what is, what's your like typical, as somebody who uses your voice, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, every day and not just talking, you're, you're, and I realize a professional like you, your voice is a tool and you've honed it. But what does a typical day during the holidays look like? I mean, how, how much are you singing? <laughs> how, and, and also what do you do to, you know, how, how, how badly am I impairing your vocal cords right now? <laughs> oh, not, not at all. Um, I can, I, you know, I'll tell you exactly what our opening day of our new show is. So our, our new show is called Voices of the Season. And on our opening day, uh, as you can imagine, this was all kind of rushed. We just got called back to work November 15th. So we've only been back for two weeks. Um, and, you know, all of us are dusting off our vocal cords. We haven't sung together for eight months. Um, so uh, opening day was a little hectic. We had what's called an executive review uh, at 9 a.m. on the 27th. So get there at about uh, 8 o'clock. We have to get our temperature checked, of course, now. Um, then we warm up, get in our big, floofy uh, Charles Dickens dresses. And we did uh, one of our shows, about a 15-minute show, for our executives. So that would be the top dogs of Epcot and Disney entertainment, they have to okay everything. And at that point we're like, well, what are you going to do if you don't like it? Because we have a show (laughs) in two hours. Thankfully they liked it. So we did that. And then um, we did six more of those shows throughout the day. Um, In this particular case, we have two different shows. Um, So we do kind of every alternate. So show A, show B, show A, show B, show A, show B. And we also alternate with the mariachis. So 
there's actually entertainment going on um, on the stage in front of the American Adventure every 15 minutes for the entire day. Um, so once you're done with that, uh, your voice is pretty tired, especially after getting up that early. Um, so after, after a full day of singing like that, um, I came home and, uh, my husband made me dinner and, um, we watched, oh my gosh, what did we watch? We watched last Christmas. <laughs> so <laughs> come home, have dinner and watch a Christmas movie after that. Well, it sounds, uh, amazing to, I mean, as somebody who is musical, but not ever been close to being professional about it, like, it seems like such a cool a cool thing to be able to use your voice all day, every day. And I mean, has it become, does it feel like a job ever? Or do you still, is it still an exciting thing to get up and get to do that? Um, gosh, Voices of Liberty is, is something that I would pay other people to let me do. <laughs> uh, and especially, do you, me, yeah. do you want me to cut that out in case somebody hears that? And they, <laughs> well, yeah. I think they all know it. And I think we would all agree. Um, and I, you know, this is my 10th holiday season, uh, singing a lot of this music. And it's funny, you go all the way back to, you know, high school, of course, and I was in our magical group in high school. And so I've been singing acapella Christmas music for 30 years. And it's never gotten old. I, I love it so much. Uh, in fact, when I got this job, uh, Dave, I actually... Uh, texted our high school choir director, Sally Schneider. And I said, you are never going to believe it. I'm a professional madrigal. <laughs> uh, so, so it's, it's, it's never gotten old. In fact, for me and for all theme park employees, I think there is this weird situation where we work on the days when everyone else plays. And, and as a result, I don't have a ton of my own holiday traditions because I'm always working, but the magic of what we get to do is that I have become part of other people's holiday traditions over the years. Um, a lot of people in central Florida candlelight processional is what starts their holiday season, or it's not really Christmas until they go and they, they do the candlelight processional or until they go and, and they hear voices of Liberty sing uh, Christmas music. Um, and just on our opening day, we had so many, we call them loving, we call them groupies. Um, <laughs> who came specifically to be there for our return um, and to, to celebrate Christmas with us. And, you know, it, it kind of makes up for the fact that we, as performers, have to work on the holidays, but we have, there are other great things about it, being, being part of other people's traditions and making other people's holidays. That's a great way to look at it. And I, on a, on a much uh, lesser scale, <clears throat> as somebody who worked in retail for most of my you know, teenage, you know. teenage into early 20s, like once I eventually, and then even after I transitioned into like having a, I hate this word, career, uh, <laughs> like it, I still worked retail on the holidays until I had kids. And once I couldn't do it anymore because I didn't have time, like I didn't know the holidays felt weird without A, my feet not hurting. <laughs> not used to not being on my feet for like 10 hours on a Saturday, yeah. but also not, not hearing like Michael blue blaze Christmas on loop for, for 10 hours. Mm -hmm. Like it just felt weird. It felt like I wasn't doing something that I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, definitely, definitely not as cool as like what you just said, but I sort of, sort of get that <laughs> vibe. Um, so someday I have to have you on. Cause I, I want to know all about 
like how you transitioned from, you know, being in high school plays and musicals to getting to where you are now. But do you want to keep it like holiday centric? Because, you know, Michael and I, Michael, my my co-host and I were like, it's been such a brutal year. And we were like, we don't want to just have one holiday episode. We're going to freaking have for all yes. <laughs> all December to be all holiday stuff because we have to focus on something upbeat because you know we both work in the healthcare industry and it's just been huh. a nightmare. Yes, you you so, need a little Christmas for sure. Right. Um what is outside of the performance aspects, like what is something that you love that is around the parks or something that you get to see or like what are the things that that you really treasure about being in that atmosphere outside of your performance hmm. oh there's so many of them um one one in particular is the fact that and this is gonna sound silly but and we don't have a whole lot of it this year because we don't have as many characters out as we normally would but the the characters kind of all have holiday outfits and you know you only get to see them um during this time period and um I, when I spent time on, on Disney cruise ships, um, I was very, very good friends with Pluto and, (laughs) um, Pluto at Christmas, he, um, dresses up as Rudolph and he has little antlers and a a little red nose and Mickey and Minnie have Christmas sweaters and goofy dresses as Santa. And it's just, it's, it's those little things that, you know, you'd be happy to see these characters no matter what, but it's that extra touch that Disney realizes. It's like, we, it's Christmas. We can't just have Mickey in his tux. He's got to be in a Christmas sweater. And, and I, it's, <laughs> it's those, those kinds of, of, of little details that, that I just love. Um, but Epcot in particular, as I mentioned earlier, to go around the countries and see each country decorated the way that it would be. Um, uh, it, it's, it's just magical. Um, and uh, particularly, I'd say Germany has to be my favorite. Uh, it's the beautiful little picturesque German village that they have set up. And um, and they have <laughs> these uh, special gingerbread cookies. They only sell at Christmas. <laughs> and it's two pieces of gingerbread with, like, buttercream icing and caramel inside. And, yeah, so it's, it's, this, it's the little traditions that the, each of the countries bring to Epcot. Um, that that just really does it for me. Ah, so um, what when you're doing the holiday performances, do they usually have um, like the typical Voices of Liberty shows happening at the same time, or do you guys like switch over to go full on holiday mode? So usually, what they'll do is when we're doing Candlelight Processional, that happens at night, uh, and Voices of Liberty will be performing inside the American Adventure in our usual spot during the day. So you, it's really not possible to do all seven shows in the rotunda and then three candlelight shows at night. Now, I have done that in the past <laughs> because of various circumstances, um, but it just, I, I don't recommend it. <laughs> um, so what they'll do is the full-time Voices of Liberty will be in the rotunda singing their regular Christmas music, and they will cast 16 additional Voices of Liberty to do the candlelight processional at night. Gotcha. Do you, when it comes to your voice, do you, so again, I'm, I'm a fairly unlearned musician. So like, 
you know, my school of music is like, oh, if your throat hurts and you have a show, you just you just do it anyways, because, you know, yep. whatever. But that's also because I come from rock bands and we never make any money. <laughs> so, you know, if you're like, no, fine. So do you is your voice pliable in a way where like, let's say you do you do your 10 shows, you do your seven shows at the American Experience and then you do your three shows at night and you really yep. push it is there can you risk like long-term damage to your voice or is it something where you might stretch it but it'll bounce back after a couple days or or like how does that work Um, it's you know the 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 voice the vocal cords are muscles just like anything else and so you you know you strengthen them over the years uh and i've i've gotten to a point where um my vocal cords can take a lot um also voices of liberty is a very unique way of singing it's um, it's all acapella, so you're not, uh, at least during, during the day, so you're not fighting against uh, tracks or a ton of orchestration. Um, so it, it's, a, it's a very different way of singing, and it's I think lends itself to longevity more so than, say, the scrolling you hear on Broadway nowadays. Um, and, and I can say that because I'm jealous because I can't belt. I'm a soprano. Um, but then... <laughs> What's interesting about the the candlelight processional and then the show we're doing now, because we're on a large stage, um, especially this year, we have to be we have to be eight feet apart uh, to be able to sing without masks on. So we're all mic'd. We're all holding handheld mics, and that's not normally the way that we sing. Uh, so it's it's been an adjustment having to adjust to using microphones for this. But when you're mic'd as well there's a lot less pressure on the voice too you can you can hold back if you need to and you don't you don't have to go balls to the walls you know for for everything when you're mic'd you can use use that microphone to your advantage um i guess for me this holiday the holiday seasons i always stock up on a few important things um i always stock up on apple cider vinegar uh which i will drink it's gross, but you put it with a little warm water, you warm it up, and it's just really good for the cords. Um, I stock up on emergency uh, and, you know, any kind of like vitamin just to kind of keep the health up. And I I can't pronounce it, and I wouldn't even want to try, but there's this Chinese syrup that someone introduced me to a couple of years ago that is, it, it's absolutely magical. You put it in hot water, and it actually tastes pretty decent. And um, so that's kind of been my go-to. I, I'll usually have a drink of that in the morning and keep a, a mug of it with me during the day uh, just to keep the cords uh, lubricated and warm. Gotcha. How? Uh, do you, so if you were to wake up, I'm sorry to focus on this, but I'm so fascinated by like the mm-hmm. day-to-day aspect of it. Because for, mo- for most of us that work like, well, nobody works in offices right now pretty much. <laughs> yeah. We're all working at home. But like, for those of us who work at home, if I wake up and have sniffles or, you know, <clears throat> I just, my voice is ragged. Nobody <laughs> cares. I'm working at home. And so what do you, you know, what do you do if you wake up and like, it's, it's just, not there. don't feel like you, is, do you have, do you have a routine where you can um, get yourself to where you need to be? Do you guys have understudies? So just in case, or is it some, is it a case where like, if maybe one person isn't there for a night, are they able to cover or, I mean, how does that, how does that it's, work? It's so funny because I, I would normally say like under normal circumstances, I would tell you one thing, but now because it's COVID times, it's a completely different situation. But normally Voices of Liberty has a sub list of about 35, 40 people. 
Um, so we can call out, uh, and we, we, now we hate to, it's, it's like the worst thing in the world when you have to call out because you want to be there doing it, but you also have to take care of your voice. And if, as you say, you have a morning, you wake up and you're not feeling great. It's better to rest that day and not let it get go any further than that. And I have been guilty of saying, oh, I can push through and then knocking myself out for a week. When if I'd have just sat out for a day or two, I would have been fine. Um, so we also have uh, some of our music was written specifically on the off chance that we cannot get a sub in and we have to have less people than we would normally want. We call them short sheets. And they're, instead of being, you know, nine, 10 parts of vocal harmonies, they're more like five or six part harmonies. Um, so we'll, if we have to, we can, we can do those short sheets um, if we really can't find a sub. For me, I, I'm, I'm a soprano and um, uh, our, in Voices of Liberty, our soprano twos are really soprano ones and our soprano ones are freaks from other planets. Um, because the first soprano stuff is the most uh, difficult, challenging music I've ever sung. And if I'm singing for soprano, I have to be at least at 90% vocally or I, I can't, I can't do it. Um, second soprano, if I'm 60, 70% vocally, I can, I can make it work. Um, but that first soprano spot is like, you wake up, you're like, I'm feeling a tickle. You warm up a little bit. I'm like, nope, I do not have the pianissimo high D today. So I have to call in. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so when you talk about the people that are on the list, are those other people that work for Disney, like other shows that are like kind of maybe if they're free, they can they can pop yeah, in and cover. Them, um, and some of them, uh, some of our, our subs, this is the only thing that they do as a Disney cast member. They're just a Voices of Liberty sub. And they get called in a couple times a year, uh, depending. And then there are people like, like uh, actually myself, because te technically I am a sub uh, with Voices of Liberty, but I usually get called in at least, a, I'd say at least once or twice a week, um, just because I happen to okay. know uh, pretty much everything that we do. I know Soprano 1, Soprano 2, and Swing Soprano, so I can cover a lot of different parts. Um, uh, wow. but right now and it's, it's tough. And so I'm going to send this, this wish out through your listeners, everyone who's listening. If you love Disney entertainment, um, write a letter, make a call to Walt Disney world and say that you miss live entertainment in the parks, because right now our list of, of voices of Liberty has gone down from 60 to 20. Um, so Ugh. everyone else has been, has been, uh, let go for now. Um, but, if you guys love Disney Entertainment, the best thing you can do is to to let the company know, and hopefully they'll be able to bring everybody back shortly, so we can have our whole family back. You know, I it's I've talked about this on the show with Michael over the last few weeks because we we started the show long before COVID hit, and then we actually haven't seen each other in person and since, oh, it, since it happened. So we've been recording we've been recording over the phone. We only live like fifteen minutes away from <laughs> each other. That's good. You're good. Yep. Good. We're trying to be responsible. It's actually easier this way too. It's a long story, but uh, like <clears throat> it sort of it. A few weeks ago is when I released after after months of this. I'd kind of been powering through it, and then like I think for whatever reason, in a weird way, it became real when I 
you know, I, I follow all the Disney stuff online and on social media and seeing all the changes happening there. Like when they started canceling mm-hmm. some of the projects yeah. that had been announced for Epcot and then like hearing that, you know, the, uh, the festival, of the lion King had been yeah. furloughed, like all this stuff that like <clears throat> in, you know, when, when that, when these parks are like your happy place where you go, you know, my family and I only get to go like maybe every two years or so, but like, you know, that's, that's your constant. We're like, no matter what's going on at some point, you'll get back there. You can do all the stuff that you love to do. And then like hearing that, you know, this thing has affected that it was like, oh, man, this is like real in a way, even more so than just seeing it affect it, my hometown, which is weird, but totally no, felt you're, like you're that. totally right. And it's so I, you mentioned this in my intro, I spent almost four years uh, working on Disney cruise ships. So I spent four Christmases at sea. Um, and I, my happy place, and I, I mean, obviously the parks I love, my happiest place, Dave, is on a Disney cruise ship. It's the best vacation you could ever have. I loved working on them. I love going on them as guests. And of course, my four beautiful ships have not been sailing since March. And when I would, you know, go to the beach, I'm just giving you a total jabbing at you that I get to go to the beach whenever I want down here. But when I would go to the beach, um, <laughs> you know, before all this, and I'd look out at the ocean, there'd be this sort of warm feeling in me that even though I wasn't on a ship, that they were out there sailing, you know, my, my floating homes were out there. And it's been so odd for the last eight months to look out on the ocean and realize that they're not out there. Um, and so I want to, I want to make a happier note of that. Um, Cause people ask a lot, well, what is it like to spend Christmas on a ship? And I think, I think this is actually kind of a funny story. Um, much like the parks, the ships do it up really well too. Um, you know, the whole month of December, Santa is there and um, we Christmas Carol and the characters are all in their cute outfits. Um, but this one particular year, um, they always do, uh, they always do a, a holiday celebrations. Um, they'll do a Hanukkah uh, service and they'll do a Kwanzaa service and they always do a midnight mass. Uh, Catholic mass on Christmas Eve on the ship in the big theater. And usually they have um, a crew choir that has put together um, traditional uh, religious holiday songs. But one year they didn't have time to do that. So they asked our performer, our performers, if one of our caroling group groups could come in and sing at the mass. The problem was, is that we only knew non-Jesus songs. We, we, so, you know, they specifically asked our caroling groups, they wanted to make sure everyone felt included. So we did a lot of jingle bells and, and things like that. So when they asked us to sing at mass, I was actually our, our vocal director at the time. And I said, well, we don't have any, you know, massy type songs. And our cruise director said, oh, that's fine. Just come and sing whatever you do. So there we were at a Catholic mass on Christmas Eve <laughs> singing jingle bells and I, I felt so <laughs> bad about it. I could just, cause you know, these people, they were here. They, they wanted to, they wanted to feel that, that connection to, you know, to their faith. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, it was, a, it was very you know, funny. I, I get where they're, I get where they would, where they would, you know, want, want to have a certain expectation, but at the same time, like if you're, if you're the kind of person who's spending Christmas on a Disney cruise ship, you're probably just yes. happy to be there. I, I would guess, but that's just by <laughs> well, my, my the- two cents. Like, I'm not going to get of all the things you could get hung up on. Probably the song selection at your at your at sea uh, Catholic masses. I would. I would should be low on your I did, list. I would um, guess. After every major 
celebration or holiday that happens on on the ship they always our our you know powers that be always give the crew a survey you know how, how did this go what are some things you could improve and i was like can we let the carolyn group learn a few uh religious songs just on the off chance we have to sing at mass so as far as i know that's been implemented and they do get to learn they do learn a few um a few of those songs just in case so i've i've helped i guess <laughs> you you put yeah you put your stamp on it i mean you gotta have a few yeah, of those in your back sure. pocket i would guess um so besides <clears throat> what you're like wh what do you typically do um and we'll talk kind of in yes. non-covid times because i know everything is so wonky right now but in your typical when you're when you're doing voice liberty what are the other shows i, I mentioned the hoop to do review and again i want to have like a whole I, wanna, <laughs> I have whole shows planned in my head where like i just want <laughs> you to explain to us like how you like how you get i mean i, I love it's so fascinating to me but like what do you what do you typically like what are, are there other things you're bouncing around you know um do you cover shows for people do you ever have you ever been in a situation where i'm throwing a lot of questions at you but like is there a situation where you got called in to do something and you had to learn it like on the spur of the moment and it was sort of like a harrowing <laughs> um, actually, situation yes uh and this just this happened last year um so the Voices of Liberty on our on Christmas Eve, we do what's called echo sets in the American Adventure Rotunda. There's a group of us on the ground, because uh, if, if you're familiar with the building, um, there's a balcony in the rotunda. So we usually sing on the ground and then the guests go up to the balcony to enter the show. So on Christmas Eve, the last several years, there's been a group in the, on the floor and then surprise, a group will come out from the balcony and we'll sing a couple songs together. So it's it's like 30 voices of liberty it's really amazing um and one of the pieces we do for that is a just incredible version of do you hear what i hear um and probably it's the most difficult piece of music i've ever learned just for a lot of reasons but the first soprano it's it's just a crazy high first soprano part very featured very naked like if you mess up everybody knows it and um, I had never actually done the first soprano in the balcony sec part of it. I'd done the first soprano on the floor. I'd done second soprano on the floor in the balcony. So I'd done every part except that first soprano part. And um, last year on my way on Christmas Eve, because I was going to do the three echo sets and then do the candlelight service, three, three candlelights that night. On my way in, I got a call saying um, our first soprano uh, lost her voice. Can you do the first soprano echo set? And with this group, you, you don't say no, you, you say, sure, no problem. And then you hang up the phone and you totally freak out. So I'm there <laughs> in the car um, and I'm not advocating doing this, but I kind of had to, like, I've got my sheet music out in the car on the seat next to me looking at it. I'm playing the recording on my phone and just trying to get it down. And, um, and by, thankfully everything went great and it was fantastic. And, it was probably one of my most proud moments. So, yep, Christmas miracle, call it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so what are you, like, so, so how, you said you're doing, like, three shows uh, right a night now, right now? It's, like uh, it's, six, it's six shows a day. Um, yeah. So what are your, like, you said you don't really have too many traditions, but... What do you like? What does Christmas Day look like on like for Disney? Like, are are you guys? I know the tourism picks up usually non-COVID times during the holidays. So, what I mean, 
is Christmas itself just like a crazy day or is it more the time surrounding? It's, it's like definitely the time leading up to it. And I, and as a performer, Christmas ceases to be a day and becomes a, a, a season. And for us, it usually starts mid-October because that's when we start Christmas music practices. But Christmas Day for me, um, if I am doing regular Voices of Liberty, so not Candlelight Processional, um, I would be go to work about 11, uh, which means I can get up, I can or sleep in, um, do Christmas uh, morning with my husband. And if we have my stepson with us, um, then I go into Voices from 11 to 5. And we always, without fail, we do a Christmas potluck. Um, if you work Christmas, you have everybody brings in goodies. And we just, between sets, we we share. We all we do a Secret Santa as well. And we usually do a, our Secret Santa reveal on Christmas Day. Um, and it's really actually very, very special to get to work at Disney on Christmas Day. Um, and then I'll usually head home and uh, just have a glass of wine with uh, with my husband and just kind of get ready for the next day because the next morning I'm right back again. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you typically have like a standard schedule during the week or is it like you like do you do you know which nights you're having off every week? Is it sort of like you can yeah. have some sort of family for, time for, on that? For full time, okay. if you're a full time Voice of Liberty, which I was for six years, you have a set schedule. Um, now a lot of times people will want to go home for the holidays or spend Christmas with their families. I was always the one who was willing to work at on Christmas. I was like, if you want to go home for Christmas, I'll work for you. It's not a problem. Um, so as a full timer, you do have a regularly set schedule as a sub like myself, you, you are, sometimes you're hard scheduled. Sometimes you go in when you're needed, um, two, two Christmases ago, um, I was doing, I was scheduled to do candlelight uh, in the evening uh, on Christmas Eve. Then I was going in the next day to do the regular Voices of Liberty. And then I got a call while I was there on Christmas Day from the Hoopty Doo Review saying, when you finish Voices, can you come over and do the last two shows of Hoopty Doo? Um, and if you're not familiar with Hoopty Doo, um, the character I play in that show is basically Annie Oakley. So Reba McIntyre, really kind of tomboy, rough and tumble. So it's a little wild to go from singing like classical first soprano acapella to go doing that. But it was, it was great. I just, I got to, I got to do like my three favorite shows on Christmas. So I, I, I was, I was loving it. Uh, I, I kind of, I've gotten used to that flying by the seat of my pants, going wherever I'm needed and, and I kind of thrive in it. So it's not something I ever thought I would be good at or that I would enjoy as much as I do. Do you, what do you think your, what did you, what did you see yourself doing? Like when you were doing the plays in high school, like what was it? Was this like, I guess I'm just wondering if, if Disney is an option for people, like, or like something people think about like, Oh, cause I mean, if you think about it, there's only a, yeah, you can do regional theater in a lot of cities and, and things like that. But like to really have some kind of steady employment as a performer, it's kind of only a few places You're in the country exactly you can right. do that, and right? Obviously, you know, Broadway was the dream when I was doing all our shows in high school. Um, and I, you know, I spent five years on and off in New York. I'd, I'd do a cruise contract. I'd come back to New York for a few months, go back, do another cruise contract. Um, and I'm really glad I lived there. I'm glad I gave it a shot. I got close to a couple things. Um, ironically, the thing I got closest to was Mary Poppins, uh, 
So um, oh, I guess Disney was always with me, but I never really thought about working for Disney until I got, until I went to a audition for a Disney cruise line um, and I got the job and all of a sudden I was like, Oh, Oh yeah, I can perform for Disney. That would be really cool. And I, I was a massive Disney fan growing up. I still am. I'm a total Disney nerd. Um, it, but for some reason it never was on my radar as a way to perform for a living. Cause I was so New York focused. Um, and I think that performers tend to fall into that trap a little bit. Um, particularly musical theater performers. Cause it's like New York is, is it and Broadway is it. And that's the goal, but you really hit the nail on the head. When I, when I moved down here, uh, all of a sudden for, for six years, I worked essentially a 11 to six, uh, performing, made a good wage doing it, had health insurance, uh, bought a house, you know, something I never could have done if I, if I'd stayed in New York and, and kept my sights kind of narrowly on like Broadway as the only prize. Um, so you're exactly right. Disney is, is a, a great place for performers to look and I can't, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to plug cruise line. Um, because it was the most amazing experience for me. I was, I was 25 uh, when I started working for Cruise Line and you were, I was getting paid to dress up like princesses and sing these songs I'd loved for <laughs> years to travel. And it was the most amazing experience. Um, and honestly, I could do in a, whole, a whole show with you just on Cruise Line. So I won't go too much further into it, but yeah. But, but we will plan question, on that. Yes, Disney is a great place for performers to look this uh, you know where you can you can do what you love and maybe have a little bit more of a of a typical life yeah I, I think it's super cool and I, I mean look not to our 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 musical um, involvements are very different obviously so I'm not trying to equate myself with any <laughs> trust me I, I know I know my place in the music world which is uh, very small but I will say you know my when I was younger, like I wanted to be in a rock band and I yeah. wanted to put records out and tour and be, be a guy who was interviewed and talked to about rock music. <laughs> and then, you know, it didn't work out, but uh, I certainly do not get nearly as close as what it sounds like you did to what, to what you, what your original plan was. But like, there's, there's an immense happiness I find, and I don't make any money from music now, but like playing in a band that is able to play and like have decent crowds, um, you know, you know, it's just locally, yes. but like, have an effect on people and really that's kind of why you should be doing it in the first place anyways i mean obviously something like you is professionally with a school for it whereas mine is much more of an amateur hobby type thing but like there's got to be this cool trade-off of like yeah broadway is like the pinnacle of what it means to be you know a certain kind of performer but like i have to imagine like <laughs> I, look i'm a disney freak and i go to the parks and like part of the fun of like being an adult is seeing the effect it yeah. has on the people around you especially kids obviously and like the i was there a year mm -hmm. ago oh. it was like a year ago this month oh man so a nice simpler to time went back back when everything before everything went back. yeah and i and i saw this i was in a uh, toy story land and i i just for some reason like i, I my parents were talking and my wife was talking to them and like, I kind of was like daydreaming and like looking around and I was, I like, I kind of, for some reason was watching this little girl mm -hmm. who's probably like four and she was standing oh. there and she had a Bo Peep doll and she was just like, kind of like messing with it. And I saw what was happening before she did, which was Woody and Bo Peep, oh. the characters were walking up past her. 
And so she's sitting there looking at her doll while her parents are talking and Bo Peep sees it and bends over and like taps her on the shoulder. And like the look on her face, I mean, I'm like, I almost want to like tear up just talking about it. Cause like, that's the kind of stuff where like my friends who make fun of me for like being in a Disney, they they just don't get it. And that's cool. I don't, I don't expect them to get it, but like, that's the kind of stuff where like, if you can be on the other side of that, where you're like helping make that happen, like, yeah, that's why people go it down is. there. That's like, you know, um, I've never been more jealous than when I saw like the the British rock band yep. playing like Who songs, and I'm like, that's man. If I'd have discovered my love of Disney parks like in my 20s, I'd be down here like playing uh, British Invasion mm-hmm. stuff, and then just like you know washing dishes on the side. I'd be yeah. pretty pretty happy to and play those, guitar those for a living. Are, in that they situation. are rock stars. Oh my god, I love them. I uh, so there sometimes if I'm you know if the spirit moves me after a, a day of singing, I will literally go over i'll buy some fish and chips and i'll just sit there and i will listen to them because i yeah it, it yeah it's <laughs> and there's just there's so much there's so many different kinds of entertainment too um that i that i all of which i love i've gotten to be friendly with some musicians people who are who um were in the grand floridian orchestra you know um and those guys oh they're just they're you know and they're oh. all they were they're all kind of in their you know 50s and 60s they've been here forever they are the best at what they do and yeah, so there's just, uh, there's, they're awesome. There's so many different. When I when I taught Disney traditions or orientations, um, one of the things that we always imparted to our cast members was that you have endless possibilities with this company, and it is true. There's just no place else that you can have can do so many different jobs and and try different things. Um, and one year when I was teaching the the traditions one of the things that they had the instructors do is what something called cross utilization, where you had to go work for a day in a department completely not your own, because we're going to be teaching all these people about their jobs and we should have a a sense of what they do. And I actually got uh, selected to go and and do um, it's, it's called pack. It's a parade audience control at magic kingdom for some of their holiday parades. And Oh my gosh. I, I, I was so beat at the end of that day. I was like, Oh, get me back to my cushy, you know, my cushy poofy dress and voices. Cause I'll, <laughs> those, the, the, the people, at, the people who are out there on the, on the front lines making that magic and, and, and just smiling and, and getting the guests revved up. And it was, it was such a great learning experience. I just, it just kind of showed me there's, there's so many other, parts of the entertainment aspect of Disney. Every part is entertainment. Every, every role, whether you're backstage or on stage is, is part of the show. Um, which is why we're all called cast members. And you know, the, the person who is handing you your food is a cast member. The person who is running the ride is a cast member. Walt's idea was that the whole thing is a show and every single person is a cast member. So we're not employees, we're cast members. And you guys are never customers. You're guests, always guests. I now here is a we we can cut this question. I don't okay. know if it's going to be too like but we'll see. I'm not trying to do like into the business side of this, but like I try to I try to stay away from you know there's so many people who do like Disney Twitter or whatever, and there's a lot of negativity in there. And like I realize the company they're the people are they're you know people mm-hmm. are willing to criticize them or whatever welcome to criticize them whatever um but i know that there's been some worry 
and I don't know, hopefully it's unfounded, but like the idea that, well, you know, live entertainment doesn't really bring in, you know, it's not like selling merch or something like that. So, you know, a bunch of people are afraid that there's going to be this excuse that everybody got furloughed and then they're going to use it as an excuse not to bring people back. Like it's not going to be the same someday as it was before with all the live, live entertainment. And like, I have to imagine that they understand how important that is. Um, so I'm, I mean, I'm hoping that as the vaccines become available and, you know, I, I don't know how long it's going to take, but, and, and if we'll ever <laughs> really get back to like whatever normal was before, like, uh, you know, does it, does it your impression that that's like, I, I guess I don't really know quite how to answer or ask this, but like, does it seem like that's the plan? I mean, when you think of things like Festival of the Lion King or some of the stage shows, like especially like the Frozen stage shows, like I guess a lot well, of us are just hoping so that that stuff course, comes so back someday. Um, I, uh, it's funny. I, I, the when we first got came back to work. Um, and there are only right now five five percent of Disney's equity actors are are working, and so we came back. And our first day, I was looking around at the twenty of us, and I said, "We're like the original Avengers after the snap. It's like <laughs> we're here. We're gonna hold out hope, and we are gonna do everything in our power to get everyone else back. And that I just, I'm gonna get teary here. I'm just waiting for the day that I hear on your left." And Doctor Strange opens the portals and all our family gets to come back. So um, <laughs> it, it, I, I truly believe that that entertainment will will come back. Um, I, I, I can't imagine the parks without it. And just the response that I've seen to our our being back. Um, uh, the, our, 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 our rehearsal night, we were not even a dress rehearsal. We were on the stage um, in street clothes, holding music up there singing purely to test the microphones and to have our techs um, test the lights. And we sang our version of Joy to the World. And it was nighttime and the park was still open. And we finished and we heard all of this applause and these cheers. And it was just guests who had happened to be walking by and they stopped and they listened and it meant something to them. And, and I thought, you know, if we get that response from not even a show just a rehearsal people need what we what we have to offer especially this time of year so it is it's it's my full belief that this is the this is the only year we're going to have to do this that that next year candlelight will be back next year we'll be back in the rotunda all of our storytellers will be back um i i i i choose to believe that because um this is an entertainment company first and foremost and you know without 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 the live entertainment it's <sighs> i i mean yeah well it's not the same i if anything maybe it's maybe this whole thing has put more of a focus on how important it is because you know you can you can look at all these disney podcasts and i mean the topics are always you know ride history and you know history of how the parks were built and obviously that's before i started going on a regular yeah. basis that's kind of like what I knew about it. That's what they write books about. And, you know, but like, it's the, it's the ability to see that stuff. That's going to blow your mind that you never expected to see in the first place. Like would I, would I have made my way to voices Liberty if I didn't know <laughs> that like my high school friend was performing? I don't know. But like I went in and I was like, Oh my God, this is like, 
mind blowing and it sounds amazing in this giant cavernous, you know, like it's just, it, yeah. it was a thing that I didn't even know yeah. I needed <laughs> to experience. Oh. And Festival of the Lion King, the first time I went, I'm like, is it just going to be like one of those things where, you know, they come out and they tell the story. And, and then monkeys. like, you know, they got these monkey guys jumping around on these trampolines. And I'm like, I go see it every time now because like I saw it and now I got to make my kids see it. And it's, yeah, it's these things that you don't, they don't get nearly as much attention probably from the outside. Cause you know, it's probably harder to, you know, not, people are going to do a podcast about, you know, the, the history of the festival of Lion King is, you know, space mountains always going to get clicks. Right. But like, hopefully, hopefully this has, you know, th- people will be aware of how important this stuff is because again, it, yeah, it's, it's, super important Uh, we don't you may go down there for the rides and and base your trip around what you're going to ride in your fast passes or whatever but like all the things like what you're involved in are the things that make it different than every other theme park that you could go to or every other you know it's i you know as i said i'm i'm going into this whole holiday season trying to be trying to just be be positive and 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 just feeling that feeling the goodwill that's coming that I think we all we just all need we all need Christmas more than ever this year um and we need the holidays more than ever I mean I I put my tree up on November 3rd so um yeah <laughs> yeah ours ours went up like three yeah. weeks and, and like I, we I just, I, we were desperate and, for it and what's what's what makes huh what makes the the Epcot holidays so really cool and in normal years, is, as I said, you have all the different representation of all the different versions of holidays. And and I'm, I'm going to have to do a little candlelight plug here because what I love about candlelight is candlelight is the Christmas story. It is f- from the Bible. It's there's no Santa. There's no Mickey. It is simply the, the Christian version of the Christmas story. And um, it's there's just no other there's no other place that. You can have that happening, and then right next door you have the Japanese drummers uh, drumming and telling the story about lighting bonfires on Mount Fuji for the winter solstice, and and then you know around the corner you've got the mariachis playing for Los Pasados in Mexico. It's it, it, Walt's vision for Epcot was that it would be a global community, and um, and it just never feels more like a global community than it does at Christmas. So, um, gosh, now I just want to go on my day off and go walk around. (laughs) Um, Do you still do that? Do you still go and like, you don't have to be there? Admittedly, not as much as when I first moved down here. Um, but, uh, I, especially during, during the holidays, because I, you know, I'm at Epcot all the time, but the other shows that I sub are not in the parks. One of them is at Fort Wilderness and the other is at Grand Floridian. So, I, if I'm going to get my Magic Kingdom fix, I have to go, you know, on my own. And, and I got to go at the holidays to see it looking so great. So, yeah, I'll definitely do my I'll do my my parks of probably I'd say probably at least every couple of months. I'll I'll go to Magic Kingdom. And and since Hollywood Studios is so close to Epcot, I'll, I'll some of the days I just take the boat over and just go catch Fantasmic because it's my favorite. It's my favorite nighttime show for sure. <laughs> Uh, it was one of mine too. I, I will say though, I kind of like, I am one of those people that I criticize where like, I will get super bummed out when things are going away. So like, I oh, was super bummed yeah. when, when I heard uh, like reflections was going away, yeah. even though, even though Epcot forever was kind of awesome and I am excited about the next one, but like, oh, uh, yeah. that's my, I, I definitely miss that. But 
look, that's a small critique. I'm, you know, what am well, I, it's also been there for like 25 years. What am I going to complain always, about? Like I've seen it 50 you know, times. Moving forward. And you, you have to, you know, you gotta, you have to keep finding new ways to, to entertain and to inspire. Um, but I think one of the things that Disney does well is they know what to, they know what to keep, you know, if they could easily have gotten rid of Voices of Liberty, we've, you know, we sing patriotic acapella music, you know, we're not, uh, we don't sing modern music and a lot of people don't know all of our songs, but they know what to keep. They know what are things that, that can't be replaced. And thankfully for us, we apparently are one of those things. And then getting to go back at Christmas with this year really kind of made us feel, oh man, they, they, they get it. They get that what we do actually is important and, and uh, you know, a little bit of validation for us, but also just good for the guests because they get to experience it. So, uh, well, yeah, that is for sure. Let's leave it on a, on that hopeful, <laughs> hopeful note. I appreciate you being on so much. And like, again, I'll say it like I have five mm-hmm. shows already that I want to do because I have so many questions and uh, also Ooh. I collect popcorn buckets. So I may text you some requests to, you know, I mean, I'll, the I'll Christmas Venmo you, but I might awesome. need you to pick Before, some I have, up for me I when you go. I have a question I wanted to ask you. No, no, it's a good one. Um, Uh-oh. What is, do you have a favorite Disney Christmas movie? You know, my, so I don't know. It's definitely not my favorite, but my mm-hmm. kids are currently, I have six and a three-year-old and the three-year-old especially, yeah. and the six-year-old pretends like he's not into it, but he totally is. Oh, Mickey's yeah. Twice Upon a Christmas. Um, and I, I actually think it's pretty good. Um, so I'm I'm okay with that one. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I was trying to think, I mean, especially yeah. now that Disney owns Fox, like they have a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, clearly Nightmare, Nightmare yes. Before Christmas is like a classic. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It would be... I'm not sure what my favorite is, um, but I, I've seen already here, which is we're recording this on November 30th. I think I've seen <laughs> Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas 17 oh times now in the last like three weeks. So like, I, you know, it's awesome. pretty well ingrained in me at that point. Um, but yeah, how about you? Is there something? Oh, and also sure. if this, for some reason, if this uh, stops recording, yeah. I'll send you a link really quick. We can click back and do the wrap up because I forget if there's an hour limit or if it gotcha. just like... It, well, it's can, it's like zoom sometimes it decides quick. to enforce um, it and sometimes this the, my favorite um, is actually a movie uh it's on sure. disney plus it's called um one magic christmas it, it came out in 1986 and if you're looking for a family okay. it is it's family friendly the, the main characters are two little kids and their mom needs christmas spirit and they meet an angel and it's just i laugh i cry it so if you're if you want a disney christmas movie to try one magic christmas All right. Well, my wife and I were actually like trying to make a list of everything we we're going to watch this year yep. because, again, we're trying to stretch this holiday cheer out as far as it'll go because we need it. All right, so, sounds great. Um, I will watch that and I will let you know. And for everybody listening, write Disney. Tell them that you are desperate for a live performance to come back and <laughs> that you're not going to go unless they bring Thanks back every performer that they can. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. And Anytime. I will be hounding you to come on okay. again. Um, very shortly, probably. All right. <laughs> I have like 30 years of questions saved up. Oh, so just great. for just for, for just such a person to know. So mm, I will. Thanks and happy holidays. We'll have you, you on soon. Thank you so much, Karen.
All right, thank you too. All right. Could you hear could you hear me being nervous? Could you hear the nervousness in my voice when I was asking her those questions? I I can hear it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Michael had to go, but I'm still here. And uh, we're going to try and get another episode out before the end of the week, just in time for Christmas. And uh, I don't know. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you dig the show, please rate it and, uh, you know, subscribe to it. Tell your friends. We just we do this for fun and we get a kick out of seeing more and more people tune in. It's still boggles my mind that anybody would listen to us talk about this, but we're glad you do. And I hope you like it. Uh, so we'll talk to you in a couple days. Here's hoping we've helped you add a little more mouse to your week or your, your night, your lunch hour, breakfast, uh, fourth meal. Uh, okay. <laughs>